It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, everyone, welcome back. Uh, well, I say back because uh, it literally feels like we're just coming back. This edition of Southern Race Week, now live, proud, kicking and licking because we're bumping, beating, and banging away through the 2020 COVID-19 edition. I'm uh, WB, a.k.a. William Barber, and uh, my good buddy, Alfie. Alfie, Alfie, what are you, what's going on, man? Yeah, we're coming to you now from the Food Depot Zoom line as we've been <laughs> finally able to get technology together because with social distancing and not being in the studio to record the show, uh, we are able now to be able to do this via Zoom. So it's mm-hmm. been kind of a cool experience to test this out with you and see how it works because we can record the show, you know, get our guests on. And, of course, during this quarantine session, we've had to kind of, you know, be a little uh, experimental with things. We've done these interviews ahead of time, recorded them. So yeah. uh, it's really exciting. Really looking, really looking forward to doing this uh, brand-new week's edition of Sunrise Week Radio for you. As you said, William, we've been playing kind of best-of shows the last few weeks, trying to discover how we can do a show live. And i got to tell you, William, I have assembled – the best of the best in NASCAR sim racing to provide a great show for our audience this week, William. Let me let me go down the guest list with you. Who do we have? Who do we have? Who do we have? Yeah, here we got. Uh, this week we'll be talking with the crew chief and analyst for NASCAR on Fox, Larry McReynolds. So we'll talk about his thoughts on the iRacing series that is going on for uh, the Cup drivers, Xfinity, and uh, Truck Series drivers that they're doing on Sundays to kind of give us a little bit of relief of what's going on around the world and also we will address the Kyle Larson situation this is a big story that broke up uh, broke a few days ago he was uh, released from Chip Ganassi Racing pretty much all his sponsors have uh, abandoned him as well so we'll get Larry McReynolds thoughts on what he feels about the Kyle Larson situation also we'll speak with Landon Castle who is a driver in the Xfinity series who's also participating in the uh, the Invitational series they're doing for NASCAR on Sunday so we'll talk to him a little bit and then also with the popularity of iRacing and e-racing and all of this we've seen so many different drivers setups uh for their um, their cars these little simulator cars they have different setups everything from uh you know uh, the big guys like chase elliott who have these huge framed uh, setups to people yep. who just have a steering wheel a laptop computer pedals that they do it on their kitchen table so yep. SimCraft is a local business in Marietta, Georgia, that actually produces the simulator cars. And uh, Denny Hamlin, for instance, is one of their big, big clients that they work with. So Sean McDonald, who is one of the main men in charge over there at Sim, uh, SimCraft, will be joining us as well to kind of talk about how these, um, how you, if you're interested, if you've been watching the iRacing and say, hey, I'd love to try something like that. They can help you in putting together a simulator car that you can have at your home that you can um, use to participate in these uh, iRacing or e-racing leagues, William. So we have a uh, jam-packed show uh, this week here on Sunrise Week Radio on our first new COVID-19 operation, separate, you know, separation from ourselves, social distancing, uh, Sunrise Week Radio episode, William. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie, and we're so excited to bring to you new shows as we've been on a hiatus here the last few weeks. Uh, We have limited time, so I want to get right to our guests as we head on over to the Food Depot Zoom video hotline. 
and welcome in. You hear him every week on Fox on NASCAR coverage, bringing us all the insides and outs and the rules and strategies as he was a former, uh, um, you know, a former crew chief as well. Let's welcome in Mr. Larry McReynolds. Oh my gosh. I don't know if I've ever had an introduction like that. I felt like I'm maybe going to walk into a Friday night Smackdown round with that one right there. A little Fox drop in there. I like that. I like that there now. Well, listen, this is the way that uh, Mike Joy and uh, Jeff Gordon should be introducing you when they toss to you in the, uh, the race coverage that we've had on NASCAR and Fox. That's how they should be introducing you, sir. Yeah, I, I can I can live with that. Probably going into my twentieth year, I it would it would be nice to get a little bit of an energy like that. I could I could dig that. Now let me tell you, I want to start this interview off by thanking you and the Fox crew because I gotta tell you, we've had this crazy COVID nineteen situation where sports have been canceled, postponed, all the networks are just replaying old games, old races. And it's entertaining to watch, but at the end of the day, you know what the outcome's going to be. So it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy to watch it. But this iRacing format and the fact that Fox FS1 and the Fox app is bringing the coverage of this event is so awesome. It gives me, as I said before we went on the air with you, it gives me two hours on a Sunday that I can forget about the craziness and the problems going on around yeah. the world and enjoy some NASCAR. And the fact that Mike Joy, um, Jeff Gordon, yourself – are bringing it to us as if it's a live event, which it is a live event. Yeah. It's so much fun. I mean, I told you, I had to explain to my six-year-old that it's not real, that it's a video game simulation because it's so real to see the cars, the tracks, the crowd, even the the noise of the crowd when something good happens, when Dale Jinger takes the lead. You heard the virtual crowd go crazy. So for you, dealing with this craziness in the world as well, how much relief is it for you to be able to do this on Sundays for Fox and FS1? Well, I, I just I feel so fortunate that our bosses in at Fox and FS1, the one at our bosses in LA and the ones here in Charlotte, that they were forward thinking enough and aggressive enough to pull this together. Yeah, they could have rolled over and just said, to your point, we're just going to play old races and let people enjoy those until we're back at the track. But they wanted to give something a little special, a, a little more than just old replays of races. Not that they're bad. I've enjoyed watching some. And the folks at iRacing, they, they have been tremendous to work with us on, on this whole project. And we probably only have the, the, the property of iRacing that can get us this close to the real world. Yeah, I know there's, there's video games with baseball and basketball and football, but it just doesn't work like the property that the folks at iRacing that they have created here. And our whole goal going in was we want to be respectful that it is a race and we're going to treat it like a race, but at the, the most we want to do is have fun and enjoy it. And maybe for an hour and a half to two hours every Sunday, to your point, create a distraction to our viewers, to our fans of what's going on in our entire country. And for that matter, in the entire world. And quite honestly, it's a distraction for us that we need. So we've had fun with it. We continue to try to grow it. Um, again, we don't sell it as the real world. It's not the real world, but we, it's about as close to the real world as you can get. There's been a couple of times in my broadcast booth that I forgot that it was actually a virtual race. I, I almost totally forgot about that because I'm in the same environment that I do the cup races every Sunday in my booth in the studio 
in Charlotte. But one thing that we are not turning our back on either, and this was a mandate from our bosses in L.A., is we're not going to forget what, about what's most important, and that's the well-being and the safety of the people doing this broadcast. We are doing it with a bare skeleton crew, about 10 or 12 of us at the Charlotte studio, and we're in separate rooms. I'm in a room by myself. Mike and Jeff are in the same studio, but they're separated probably by about 14 or 16 feet because that's, that's one thing our bosses said. We're not going to be aggressive on that just to put something on, on the broadcast. And so it's worked, and we're looking forward to being back this Sunday at the virtual Richmond track, uh, 1 o'clock Eastern on Fox and FS1. The commitment our bosses have made is to follow the NASCAR schedule until we're truly back at the track. Speaking with Larry McReynolds, you can see him Sunday covering the race for NASCAR on Fox. And what the crazy thing about it is, like you said, you, you treat it like a real NASCAR race because, like you said, there's pit strategy, there's, you know, tires that, need, you know, it's so realistic that even tire wear can go down, um, all of that. So for you, uh, how much fun is it for you to be able to strategize just like you would at a normal race? No, it, it, it really is. And I, I've been blown away. Like, for instance, this last, this past Tuesday night, I watched the Coca-Cola iRacing series that ran the Richmond virtual track. It's actually 40 drivers that this is what they do week in and week out, night after night, they iRace. And I was blown away how the track would change as they put rubber down on it, just like the real Richmond Raceway. There even was a cloud covering that came over during that race. And it changed the way the track reacted to, to weather changes, the grip level. And, yeah, the strategy, whether it was at, at Homestead Miami Speedway a few weeks ago, Texas Motor Speedway, or a couple of weekends ago at Bristol, the strategy, it's maybe a little different than the real world, but it's still strategy. They, these, they have an iRacing team. These drivers have a crew chief that's working with them with the strategy. They have a spotter. I mean, it's, 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 it's been fun for me, and I've really enjoyed it. A month ago, I didn't even know how to spell iRacing, but I have been earlobe deep into it, trying to, to advance my knowledge as much as possible, where, again, I can talk like I do know what's going on with it. It's, uh, it's been a fun journey so far. And, it, and like I said, it's been so much in, enjoyable to watch. Our family, our, our, my two kids are big NASCAR fans, so we're really excited for the race on Sunday. As you said, for it to be on the big Fox now, do you think this is an opportunity to gain some new fans who not, might not be familiar with NASCAR? Because the numbers have done extremely well for you guys on FS1 and on the big Fox. So as you think for maybe fans who maybe not familiar with it, with the sport of NASCAR, do you think this might open a window for them to come in and be a part of that world? Well, I do, and, and I have some numbers to support that. I don't know how they measure this, but I do know they, they measure it, and they, and they do know how. But I go back to the first race at Homestead Miami Speedway. Now, that weekend, it was only on FS1. It was not until Texas they decided to simulcast it on the Big Fox, the network, as well as the FS1. And the reason they're doing that is if something happens in our country with this COVID-19 and the president calls a press conference, it's going to be on the major networks, all of them. So this way you can still see the race going on on FS1. But that weekend, we had just shy of a million viewers, a million households, somewhere north of 900,000. And a few days later, they came out with, of those 900 plus thousand households that watched that race, 
over 200,000, almost 25% had not tuned into a single NASCAR event this year. That would even include the Daytona 500. So that right there told me that we are generating, I know we're the only game in town, but we truly are generating some new fans, which I think can be a great thing moving forward when we truly get back to racing at the track. Now, about before we let you go here, get your thoughts on We don't need to go into a big dialogue about it. Kyle Larson let go, and, and he's been dealing with these issues over what happened to him you know, last week. What are your thoughts on it real quick? We don't have to go into a big discussion about it, but what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Kyle Larson, I know Kyle Larson, and he is a good person. His family, they are good people. But he made a mistake, and it was a mistake that was a bad mistake. And our sport is so different from stick and ball sports. If one of the players for the Atlanta Braves uh, does the same thing that Kyle Larson, a racial slur, then, yeah, I'm sure Major League Baseball is going to make him go through some, some training, just like NASCAR and the World of Outlaws has said that Kyle Larson has to go through. Uh, I'm sure that the Atlanta Braves would make him go through some training. But once a player in stick and ball does that, it's up to the owner. Do I reinstate him or do I let him go? It's so different in NASCAR. Yeah, Kyle, I'm sure before we're back at the track, he's going to complete this training that NASCAR has mandated and that the World of Outlaws has mandated. But the problem with racing is we have sponsors. And sponsors look at this, no matter what he does, as a liability. And, you know, when you look at the sponsors – Credit One, McDonald's, Clover, Chevrolet, all the sponsors for Chip Ganassi Racing, when they said we no longer support Kyle Larson, that put Chip Ganassi in a box. Chip Ganassi, I promise you, he did not want to release Kyle Larson. He has a lot vested in this young man. But when you have a NASCAR team that it takes millions of dollars to run, to pay your employees, to get to the racetrack, and sponsors come to you and say, we're still going to be with Chip Ganassi Racing, but we no longer can support Kyle Larson. Chip Ganassi had no choice. And then, honestly, those sponsors that I named, they were in the same box. They were damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they'd have said, we're, we're, we believe Kyle Larson just made a mistake and we're going to still support him as long as he goes through the right channels, there are people that would never step foot in a McDonald's ever again. I'm seeing it now that they've decided not to support him. I'm seeing people that probably will never step in a McDonald's ever again. It's just a bad situation. I hate it for Kyle Larson. I hate it for his family. I hate it for Chip Ganassi Racing. I ha hate it for the African-American community. It's just a bad deal. But I promise you, Kyle Larson is a good person. He just made a very unfortunate mistake. Uh, Larry McReynolds, uh, thank you so much for joining us this week on Southern Racing Radio Course. You can check him out Sunday beginning at 1 from the virtual Richmond Speedway for NASCAR coverage on Fox, FS1, and on the Fox Sports app. Uh, Mr. McReynolds, thank you so much for taking your time to join us this week on Southern Racing Radio. Looking forward to seeing you on Sunday and every Sunday uh, from now until hopefully we get back in the regular mood or at least till the end of the season. Who knows? But thanks for joining us this week. No, I appreciate it. And hopefully that time is going to be sooner than later. But stay at home unless it's an absolute necessity. And if you do go out, don't forget about the social distancing. Because if we all together, if this country will do this, you might be surprised how quick we can recover and we can be back at the racetrack. 
Amen, sir. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have more Sun the Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Sun the Race Week Radio Network. Hey, this is Jamie McMurray, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, and welcome back to a brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We've been running best of the last few weeks, but through technology, I was able to finally figure it out, how to record interviews from home, and uh, we're very glad and, and very honored to have as a guest right now on the Food Depot hotline, the driver of the uh, number uh, 89 Chevrolet Camaro ZL1 for Shepard Racing Ventures in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Landon Castle. Um, That's Mr. an intro. <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I've been stuck in this house for the last two weeks, so I'm looking for any way to get some kind of uh, energy out of my system right now. Um, Mr. Yeah, hopefully Castle, you have enough toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we, we definitely got a lot of that. We definitely we made sure we supplied and stocked up. Uh, Mr. Castle, thank you so much for taking time out of a, a truly crazy time right now in the world uh, to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. But before we get into things, how are you doing? How is the family doing? I know uh, you have three kids. I have two kids. So how's the homeschooling coming along? How's uh, Mr. Castle's uh, <laughs> classroom coming along so far? It's okay. Um, you know, my son Beckham is almost five, so he's kind of getting the preschool um, curriculum that he would be getting if he was going to school preschool right now. So uh, we worked on our letters and numbers this morning. We did uh, five, six, and seven, and um, we worked on the letter D. So that uh, that's what's going on in the castle, castle, the school of castle, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so it's been crazy because. Like you said, we can't go anywhere. We're not able to venture out right now as we're, you know, kind of confined in our home. So what have you, your wife, your family been doing to kind of occupy your time and try to do fun things for yourself and maybe the kids as well? Because being cooped up in a house for a long period of time, you start to lose your mind a little bit. So what have you done to kind of keep your sanity in this crazy time we have? I mean, I've been, I've been busy. Um, I've actually been racing on iRacing. Uh, you know, NASCAR has actually made a very successful pivot to the digital world when it comes to our sport. And the, uh, the network Fox has been picking up the broadcast and the professional drivers that you see racing on Sunday are now racing on the iRacing platform on Fox on Sundays. And I've been one of them. So um, I've been really busy. I have a sponsor, Blue Emu. As you can see, I'm kind of, um, I don't know if this is on video or not, but we're on video right now. So you can see my background. I've got my sponsor branding in my cockpit, almost like a studio. And um, my car is painted up with my sponsor. And um, I've actually hired three people to work for me to help build content and make um, edit videos and push out social media content and, and really just utilize this unique time period um to kind of pivot to the digital world and a great transition because i was going to bring up you racing in the iRacing series this was mm -hmm. something i don't think a lot of fans knew about now i know that they do an iRacing series on tuesday evenings that coca-cola sponsors that a lot of the big time teams have drivers who do race in right. this league but now because we've been you know everything's been canceled postponed in nascar it's great to have iRacing because now i can watch a sporting event where i don't know the outcome of it since everything is replays of other sporting right. events and baseball and NCAA basketball and everything. So it's nice to be able to have two hours out of your day on a Sunday. And now 
all these other leagues that people are discovering and finding mm-hmm. out about that they can watch racing all throughout the week, uh, pretty much. So yep. for you, was it a huge transition? Because I know a lot of the younger drivers like yourself use iRacing as a way to um, practice and have seat times at a lot of the tracks that maybe you're not familiar with to get that experience. So were you already kind of doing the iRacing thing before it became this big time phenomenon that it is now? Yeah, I mean, I've been a big proponent of iRacing this whole time. Um, this has been something that I'm, uh, you know, been involved in for almost a decade, really early on in the development of iRacing. I helped um, help them develop their cars, gave them information, um, tested for them. So um, I'm a big believer in the platform. I think it's a good uh, training tool. It provides great fundamentals for drivers to not just learn to race at a beginner level, but also at a professional level like the Coca-Cola series. And one of the cool things I love about the iRacing series is we've had drivers who probably haven't driven in a while. Dale Jr., Bobby mm-hmm. Damane, these guys have been a part of the iRacing series. Is this something that you think now with the popularity being so amazing that maybe we might see some of those old-time Hall of Fame drivers who may not want to race in the Cup Series but also maybe have an opportunity to do something that present drivers and former drivers could get involved in as a cool way to have them involved? Like, you probably haven't – you didn't race when Bobby Labonte was probably racing, but that I did race against Bobby Labonte. I I appreciate that. I'm I'm, – feel old enough to uh <laughs> i guess to experience that i'm older than i look maybe but let me, um let me ask you this like if you were able to dr- maybe race drivers that you didn't have an opportunity to race with when you now that you are racing is there any drivers that you'd like to maybe challenge or take on in the iRacing format yeah richard petty yeah that's the beauty of this technology right i mean uh, even richard petty could run an iRacing race if he wanted to um you know, I don't know how good at it he would be and, and uh, if he would want to do it. But, uh, but yeah, there's no risk to – there's no bodily risk to him. Uh, it would be cool to see him drive a car. Now, I know a lot of the current drivers are actually learning. They might not have any experience doing iRacing, and you, kinda, you can kind of tell that in the first few weeks when we did this. You, you know, they, it's way different than obviously being in the actual physical car itself. So for those guys that you've seen who are new to this, to this iRacing thing, um, what kind of advice would you give these guys or maybe someone who, who might want to get into iRacing? What, what advice would you give to someone who's just wanting to get into the sport? Um, I mean, you don't have to break the bank. Buy a, a affordable steering wheel, um, like a Logitech G29 is an is affordable steering wheel. Get a good gaming computer and a, and a decent monitor. Um, you can get all those things for under $1,000. And, um, and subscribe to the service and start at the rookie levels and race in the official races. And it'll teach you the fundamentals of, of not crashing um, because it keeps track of your safety rating. Um, it'll teach you the fundamentals of finishing races and you can work your way up. And, and ultimately, if you're a young driver that's trying to make it in the real world, um, iRacing is a good supplement to the real world driver that, driving that you're doing. So you can race your go-kart on the weekends, but then race iRacing during the week and, and keep your skills sharp. And the cool thing I love about iRacing, and Fox has, has done such a great job, they make it like a real broadcast, Invocation, yep. Commands, National Anthem. And it took, I had to have a 10-minute conversation with my son because to him, it looked so real to him that, mm-hmm. you know, I had to spend 10 minutes to him explaining it, that it's a, it's a video game. Video game, yeah. But people are actually somewhere running these races at home and not at the track. So obviously someone who's watched this a few times, 
it's so it's so realistic the graphics the cars everything like that so it's i mean it it's so great and I, I guess driving these things too must feel real realistic as far as the bumps um mm-hmm. you know the, the turning of the handles um drafting so as someone who's actually in these simulator cars describe what it feels like when you're in these things racing it on a sunday yeah, I mean it's it's very realistic, and and really the track you talk about the bumps in the tracks. I mean that's actually one of iRacing's strong suits is how well they can replicate a racetrack. Um, the specific bumps and seams in the track are all there. I mean it's a real thing. So um, it, it's a it is a really good simulation. That's why it deserves to be taken seriously. Um, I know that these races that we're putting on are kind of a stopgap between you know the quarantine and and whenever we're done with this quarantine and can go back to real racing um but but it's not it's really not a game it's a simulation um it's it's built to be realistic so that's i think it's it does the simu the simulation justice for the broadcast to take it seriously uh, and to treat it like a real broadcast to treat it like a professional broadcast um we can still have fun. It can still be fun. I mean, we're not, you know, there's no prize money. There's no, there's no real, you know, there's, there's nothing at stake in terms of a championship or anything like that. It's a, it's kind of an exhibition week after week. Um, but it's definitely something that can be taken seriously because it's, it's built to be taken seriously. The ratings for these events though are extremely high. Do you think yes. that you're reaching out to a new audience of maybe NASCAR fans who aren't, Huge fans, maybe kind of on the borderline of whether they're into it or not. Do you think this will give an opportunity for a new audience to discover what NASCAR and racing is all about? Yes, absolutely. And, and a lot of that is because we're the only live sport in town right now. Um, there's, there's hardly anything to watch um, that's live anymore um, and competitive. So even though it's, it's a computer simulation, um, this, is, this is your only option. So it's going to attract new people. Um, who who are just starving for content on Sunday afternoons. Well, I got to tell you, ever since this iRacing and e-racing I've discovered, I've just been so fascinated with it and very impressed that you guys are able to do this and bring us NASCAR fans two hours out of our day that at least we can get away from the craziness and enjoy a great NASCAR race. Um, Before we get out of here, though, I do know you have another great interest, which is, uh, you know, being a DJ when I first started off in radio, music. Um, you've got a lot of downtime now. Well, not, maybe not as much as you normally would, but you, you got a little bit of downtime. What kind of music are you into? And give me a couple of your top favorite albums you're listening to while you have some quality time away. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've probably been listening to more music than ever lately because I've been Twitch streaming and I've been on iRacing. So I put my headphones on, I turn on the Spotify app on my computer and I just start playlists. Um, so lately I've kind of been kicking it back to the stuff I was listening to in high school. Um, and I've been playing like some under oath, uh, playlists. Nice. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So kind of some heavy stuff, maybe not for all ears, but, um, uh, but it's good stuff. Because now you don't have it in your normal car, a radio or a CD player right. to play music. So I guess right. in a way it's kind of cool that you can put on headphones, listen to some music right. as you're racing. So when you're racing, what is your top song you would love to listen to that gets you that, that <laughs> mood to get racing? Like, do you have a, a song you... Your your hype up song you listen to before you get ready to go i racing? I uh, I don't know I I don't know about a hype up song. Um, you know, once I'm racing, I definitely try to turn it off, turn off the distractions. But I don't know. You know, your moods change. Sometimes different things hype you up. Now 
I'm sure you missed a track. I missed a track. I missed seeing the, the live events. Is now I've learned that you kind of uh, appreciate a lot more things than you did when before this is all going down. So what is one of the things you miss most about going to the track and doing live events? Um, I mean, just seeing the people and seeing the look on their face. I mean, there's a lot, you know, we can really make a great connection with people on social media. Uh, particularly I've noticed it Twitch streaming and just the ability to connect with people online, but there's nothing like that face to face and there's nothing like seeing fans at the track. Uh, Landing Castle, uh, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. We really appreciate your time. If our listeners would like to follow you on social media and keep up with what's going on with you, your sponsors, and uh, just you in general, uh, where can they go to keep up with you? Yeah, I mean, hit me up on on Twitter, uh, on Instagram. I'm Landon Castle, um, L-A-N-D-O-N-C-A-S-S-I-L-L. And then uh, I'm streaming an awful lot on Twitch right now. So uh, Twitch TV slash Landon Castle. Uh, well, Mr. Castle, thank you so much for taking time to uh, join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Uh, good luck to you this uh, Sunday at the virtual Richmond Speedways, where you're all going to be at this weekend, correct? That's right. You got it. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Landon. We appreciate your time. You got it. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll have more Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. Hey, this is Dennis Fickmeyer, president of Richmond International Raceway, and you are listening to Southern Race Week. All right, everyone, welcome back to this edition of Southern Race Week right here on your great racing station. As always, we like to try to get you up to speed on anything that's going on in the world of motorsports. If it's got four wheels, we talk about it. And this week is the week that Alfie and I are taking Southern Race Week to the next level, if you will. That's right, William. We've been running our best of shows the last few weeks, trying to figure out how we could get to the show again. So we're not in studio and we're social distancing, of course, but we are back live doing live shows again this week. So uh, let's head on over to the Food Depot video hotline. I guess now is what we're calling it. We are just doing audio for you right now. Uh, let's mm-hmm. welcome in the main man in charge over at SimCraft Racing here in the beautiful state of Georgia, actually Marietta, Georgia, and welcome in. Sean McDonald! <laughs> wow, thank you for the intro, guys. The honor's mine to be here. Thanks. For the listeners who might not know about the simulator cars that a lot of these drivers are using, and that's basically what your business is, essentially, tell us a little bit about SimCraft and what you guys do. Uh, yeah, sure. The uh, iRacing is the software side, and we cover the hardware side. So, yeah, you could sit on your couch and use a hand controller like you would with your Xbox and play iRacing, but they prefer a cockpit with a steering wheel and pedal setup. And since about 2005, we've been working on some of the most advanced cockpit setups that exist, particularly with motion simulation. Yeah, we've had a, a surge in interest and queries and uh, are extremely busy at this point because of what iRacing's been able to do and, and bringing it into our living rooms and Fox Sports picking up the uh, the broadcast and, and showing it in our regular television broadcast brought more attention to the sport and we're just trying to keep up at this point. There's one cool thing that people don't know because it wasn't always in the, the, the forefront of the attention until this the, the corona situation and where we can't have virtual live racing. This is a, a platform that drivers, a lot of drivers, especially rookies, use to get lap time and experience on tracks even before all this started. That's true. Yeah. You know, I generally say that the Europeans were ahead of us on this in, in terms of the individuals sort of adopting a simulation to practice and learn racetracks to your point at home. And we've been doing this since uh, 2000. 
2008. Uh, we launched our, our main product line in 2009. And, you know, we found a niche, a niche in um, sports car racing. And that's been a big uh, point of our, our business and our growth has been from, you know, high net worth guys that are spending a million or two to go race Lambos and Ferraris and Porsches. We've had some stock car guys, uh, come in, especially up and comers, sign on to our business and buy equipment from us and work with us over the years. But this has really become a need to have. It used to be a nice to have, you know, the adoption rate was a little slower and, and guys would you know, would invest if their wives would allow them to in a lot of cases and spend time in doing racing at home. And um, this has really changed the the value proposition for this kind of thing because you can still learn tracks, you can still practice, but now these, you know, there's a com- competition aspect to it, of course, as you guys know, it's something they have to have a setup in order to participate in. And so, you know, sponsors have gotten involved. The traditional sponsors are, aren't getting the, the attention of the real track. And so they're encouraging their drivers and teams to get this equipment in the home so that they can participate. And it's been, it's really been quite amazing to see it all, you know, happen so quickly. We make all of our equipment here in Marietta, Georgia, uh, in-house. We're American made. And um, one name you might know that's been a customer of ours for a while, I'm going to give Ben Rhodes a shout out. Ben purchased one of our, our more advanced systems back in I want to say 2011. Uh, speaking with Sean uh, Mac, uh, McDonald here, who is from a SimCraft. SimCraft.com is the website. And I actually have an opportunity to visit the website and kind of check out what you do exactly. Um, speaking of Ben Rhodes, Denny Hamlin is also a person who's bought uh, one of oh, the yeah. simulator cars. And he had a nice comment about it there. Uh, so checking out the website, you can custom made these things to the specifications of what a driver wants. So um, you know, we've seen so many different setups. We've seen, obviously, Denny Hamlin's huge setup. He was on um, Fox and FS1, I think, the first week, and they did the virtual racings. And yep. then, um, and then you, I've seen people who just have a, just maybe a laptop computer on a table with, <laughs> with a steering wheel and pedals. Like so Timmy tell, Hill. Yeah, so tell me kind of like, uh, you know, how, I guess, on the, on the price range, depending on, you know, obviously, we're not all Denny Hamlin and can buy what he nope. has set up. But what kind that. of, for maybe someone who might be wanting to get started and maybe been is interested in, in starting something like this, on the low end, where can someone maybe like myself and William, who make radio money, uh, <laughs> go to get something oh set up yeah, and get something set up to kind of get started in doing this? Well, the first thing you have to do is figure out what kind of cockpit you want. So you don't need a cockpit per se. I mean, a lot of the wheel and pedal setups will work at a desk. And that's sort of the starting point for a lot of people. The cockpit sort of, some people jump right into it. Others start off small and, and maybe buy a Logitech or a Thrustmaster setup. I started on a $100 Logitech setup that had a Momo brand to it. And it was just a two-pedal set with a steering wheel, of course, just like I described. It was on a desk and, you know, it was fun. It does provide some force feedback in your hands and it sort of gets you started. But once folks get the itch and they start looking at, okay, well, I can upgrade this and I can upgrade that. Maybe they spend a little more on their wheel. They spend a little bit more on pedals. Every time you evaluate or upgrade a component, you know, you're really going for more fidelity. So if you look at Timmy Hill's setup, you know, he's got a laptop, he's got a steering wheel and pedals and you know, that's adequate obviously because he won a race running that equipment. You can learn to drive any of it. One of the things that we aspire to is getting guys in the seat that don't have to learn how to drive the sim. And that's one of the things that the value you get when you spend more and more money, it becomes more and more like driving the real thing. And force feedback tech in particular, there's a pretty broad spectrum there starting at about a hundred bucks for a set and goes up to, 
you know, a couple grand to have direct drive force feedback and uh, you know a steering wheel. But what you get is the fidelity in your hands from the low end to the high end, and you can feel more of what's going on in the car. And then and you, you can gra- feel it in the steer. So you can feel it in the steering wheel. Yep. You can, yep. Okay. Yeah, okay. you can feel you can feel when the car's tight. You can feel when the car's loose. The lower end products are going to do, you know, an adequate job of giving that, conveying that to you in your hands. The more advanced products are going to just going to do a better job of it. And they're also going to be able to provide more force through the wheel as well, which is, you know, getting outside of the NASCAR world. If you start looking at IndyCar open wheel and some other forms of motorsport, you've got no power steering. And so some of these guys just have different demands of their equipment. Those are the gaps that we fill in. But then you get into a cockpit, right? You don't need to buy what SimCraft builds. We our cockpits are pretty expensive, you know. We American labor is pretty expensive, you know. We've right. we're not mass producing. That creates a different price tier for us. But you know, we do offer quality and a lifetime warranty and some other factors that uh, you can't get with some of the overseas manufactured products. But you can get started with a play seat, which has been the you know, big predominant name in, in cockpits uh, for sim racing for a long time. And, you know, you're spending five, 600 bucks for one of those units. And that takes it from the desktop to getting into a, a different seating position is an important thing. If you're trying to simulate the whole car scenario, you know, right, because if you're going to be actually driving the 500 miles or the yep. X amount of number of laps, having a chair and having a, a seat that actually gives you that true feeling and everything else, it's got to be comfortable and it's got to it's got to be true to how you're used to being in a seated position. So are there different, like if you buy a set of, uh, you buy a, a mid-grade set of pedal, steering wheels, and cockpit, are they able to cross over from identifying what an open wheel racing feels like versus what uh, a NASCAR setup would feel like? Is Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because the versatility of the seating position and the relationship between you and your controls changes from NASCAR to rally car to Indy car to, you know, any form, every form of motorsport sort of has a different um, seating position. And so that's one of the things that's key with some of the higher end units like we build is having that versatility and flexibility where you can, you can manipulate your cockpit to recreate the seating position that you want. And you can change your controls and your relationship to them to go between stock car racing and formula car racing and, and other forms. So uh, yeah, that's that's uh, definitely important, but it's also subjective too. I mean, everyone likes to kind of have their own say on what's correct and what they feel is the right, you know, setup. And, you know, if you, if you design your equipment correctly, then we have the flexibility to be able to provide that. Yeah, because I remember Jimmy Johnson, when they did the first virtual race, his setup was for the uh, for IndyCar because he was practicing yep. how to, to drive IndyCar. So for him to be able to, like you said, have that versatility where he has a, a setup that's for IndyCar, but that he can still drive it in a NASCAR cup race with it yep. without having to make adjustments or change things around makes it very beneficial because that way he can learn how to do other style of racing just beside. And like you said, it's a great way, as William pointed out too, for and you pointed out, to practice and have some seat time before you actually get in the, into the actual car and save yourself a lot of money and, and wreck cars because you're not familiar with the track. It gives you an opportunity to get that familiarity with a track so that when you're out there, you, you already have an idea of how I should take this turn. And Yeah, 100%. The, um, the thing about iRacing is they laser scan all their tracks. So, 
you know, looking at Formula One and what they de de has been developing over the last couple decades for simulation for their own individual programs, they required laser scan tracks because it gets to centimeter accuracy. And to your point, Alfred, I mean, you, you know your shift points, you know your braking points. On road courses, it's huge, but it's also beneficial on, on ovals as well. Um, and the other thing that a lot of people don't talk about or maybe don't realize is when you're in a race, you get into scenarios that you will see at the real track, right? right? I mean, so pack racing and bump drafting and when should I pass them and just the sense of how you carrying your speed to, to be able to make a pass and uh, how the draft's affecting you. And iRacing in particular goes through extensive testing and evaluation and development to be able to make all those things as close to real as possible so that those scenarios that you can do in the sim carry over to the real track and road courses it's where to make the pass can i go late and break into this corner and is it a good spot to try and do that you know and, and those are the kinds of things that you can test in a sim all day long and carry that information with you in the real thing uh somebody on facebook wants to know can you feel the vibration in your butt yeah, yeah, you can. So there's two aspects. So we build motion simulators and our motion simulators are different than anybody else's. We've been, I've personally been working on them for 15 years. Actually, my father's retirement project and uh, I took it over from him after he passed a few years later. And what he discovered is if you develop a sim that actually rotates as closely to a car rotate, that it feels real. It feels more realistic, right? right. So there's six degrees of freedom and we, we do all six, but we have uh, entry-level motion systems that start with just yaw. So yaw is oversteer, understeer, or mm -hmm. getting tight, getting loose, right? So mm -hmm. feeling, the, feeling the car rotate, right. driving by the seat of your pants is one way of putting it. Right. Vibration is another aspect to it for sure. It's a separate system, but you can get vibration that matches the engine vibration. You can get vibration that matches the wheel vibration. So there's, that, there's definitely technologies associated with vibration, which are probably a lower attainable price point for more people. Every little thing helps. Every little thing, you know, it, it, it helps with uh, immersion. It helps with keeping you involved and keeping you engaged. I mean, the, the focus of, you know, racing 500 laps to your point, William, it takes time to be able to do that and stay focused for those hours. And right. all, all those little pieces of immersion help for sure. Some NASCAR drivers just say, I give up, I quit. <laughs> I won't say who that was. Yeah. Now, Scott, now, Sean, if our listeners want to find out more about your business, uh, more about what you guys do, or, or maybe even how to get themselves a setup for their own personal use, where can they go to get information? And then also your social media handles. Where can they go to follow you on social media as well? So SimCraft was actually a brand my, my father started in 98, and that's still our brand today, SimCraft.com. All of our handles are SimCraft, so Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SimCraft's our handle. And, um, cool. you know, our, our website's got a lot of information. Uh, sorry, there's a lot of choices, people. Uh, there, there's a lot of products we build. And one of the challenges we have is, is you know, where do you get started, right? But um, you come to our website and spend a little time looking around and reading up about how we do things and why we do them the way we do them and read some of our testimonials from pro, pro drivers. You'll see our stuff is top notch. Awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking time to join us this week on uh, Southern Race Week Radio. William and I are really interested in, in getting to know a little bit more about this since we've been watching the uh, the e-racing as well over the last few weeks. So hopefully we can get you back on the show sometime soon. And good luck to you and your business. And hopefully we can talk to you again down the road sometime soon. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on, guys. I look forward to next time.
Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Hey, y'all, don't go anywhere now because we've got more Southern Race Week and uh, more ways you can win and still have fun with us, even if there's not a track open right now near you. we got some Visa gift cards going to be getting away. $100. Lucky listener. Stay around.